You know, I used mm -hmm. to run a group on how to break up with people. Oh, wow. People don't know how to break up. Yeah. So, right. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. um, and that's when like ghosting happens, right? And all these different right. methods of breaking up because people are uncomfortable. Um, you know, I think two things. Mm -hmm. One, you know, you want to ideally, you know, uh, break up in person, not over text, not over, you know, uh, phone call, right. you know, and email and so on. You want to do it in person because you want to honor that relationship that made you happy at one point. And you want to be respectful towards that partner. And you also want to learn to feel the discomfort of having a negative conversation like that and still be okay. Right? There's so much growth in that for us. Check it. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. There we go. Applause. Episode number 218 of A to the show. We've been doing this 218 days traveling the world. And today we have a special psychologist guest. Uh, welcome to the show. Um, Anna Aslanian. Is that how you say it? Yes. Welcome to yes, the show. Aslanian. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And yeah, let's uh, give yourself a brief introduction. What, uh, what do you do? Um, so I'm a marriage and family therapist okay. uh, in California, Florida, and New York. Mm -hmm. uh, I work mainly with couples, trauma, addiction, um, anxiety. All right. Uh, all sessions are online right now, obviously, with COVID, but uh, our office is in Culver City, cool. California. But we also mm -hmm. serve clients in Florida and New York. All right. Amazing. Cool. So let's, let's start off right now. I mean, love and romance has changed so much over the years, especially now with 2020, you have COVID. Everyone's indoors. Everyone's looking for someone, <laughs> right? People are lonely. They want someone to quarantine with and spend time with. Um, what do you think? Do you think online relationships are the same as in-person relationships? And can, be, can they be the same? Yeah, I think, you know, right now things are more challenging for people because they can't just swipe and easily go on, on numerous dates throughout the week um, and talk to several people, right? Um, so it slows things down, but there's benefits to it because as we slow things down, we are forced to, I guess, talk more, you mm -hmm. know, online and get to know someone better. Um, it's, when we have too many choices, that can be challenging too, right? It's hard to really get to know someone from a date or two or three, right? It takes time to really get to know someone. So I think with COVID, the benefit of it is that it's slowing things down and that's an opportunity to really get to know someone. All right, cool. Um, really cool. Okay. So one of the things that happens, I guess, with online dating, I see is people, the communication is different because you're texting. A lot of people just text a lot of the time. <laughs> Um, and I noticed that like, I'd be hanging out with my friends and then one of my friends is just texting his girlfriend. Right. Um, what do you, what do you think if someone is in a long distance relationship, um, should they be texting their partner throughout the day? Is that healthy or is it better to have like a specific time to talk to someone? What are your thoughts? Good question. You know, I think yeah. it really depends on the couple, right? Mm -hmm. And what works for them. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of communication that can be lost via text messaging because you don't see the body language, you don't hear their voice. So it's more challenging. But that said, you know, with our busy schedules, if you're able to keep in contact with your um, partner throughout the day, just short text messages, letting them know 
that you've been thinking about them that definitely adds to that closeness component um, obviously in the long distance relationship ideal would be having facetime or zoom sessions so you can actually see the person um, and but i think it's wonderful to have little messages here and there throughout right it also depends on the couple like i said some people really uh are not comfortable with text messaging right mm -hmm. uh and they prefer that voice and face contact uh and some just prefer text messages so the key is to communicate and make sure that both partners are getting what they need right in that communication all right cool all right that's very interesting so like every person is kind of different and then maybe that leads to our, my next question which is how do you know when you're maybe too attached to your partner um it's good to have someone you to rely on right someone to talk to when you have bad feelings and emotions but when do you know it's when is it too much and when is your partner <laughs> uh, when you become dependent on them yeah yeah so i think dependency is not a bad thing right mm -hmm. we want healthy dependency meaning that you want a partner that you can rely on. And when things get tough, you want someone to be there for you. You know, we're not made to be alone. We need that dependency. Uh, too much independence can be a, a bad thing as well. Okay. But I guess to answer your question, you know, uh, our life, you know, when it's whole, you know, we have different components in it. We have work, right? We might be passionate about hobbies. We have interests, friends, children. Some people have, right, kids. Uh, relatives, you know, working out, uh, arts, whatever else is a part of your life, um, different friends, and they all and all those things and all those people add something to your life, right? Um, but when one person becomes your everything, right, right. that's when it becomes a problem, because mm -hmm. if they go, you're, you're left with nothing. Wow. And, <laughs> uh, right? Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's, uh, and it's also quite a lot of pressure on that person to be able to meet every single need of yours. It's not possible. Right. No. Oh, all right. That's, um, that's, I mean, that's really interesting. Uh, you say that I'm cu curious to hear more. So when you have, I want to know your thoughts on this. So when does, if you, let's say you're having personal problems or family problems or problems at work or, um, what is the role you think of like a partner? Do you think you should tell your partner all the problems you're having or should you leave that for like a therapist or a different friend? When are you burdening your partner with too much things instead of like being in the moment and doing new things with them? Yeah, well, I think it's good to have these stressing conversations with your partner, right? Mm -hmm. Because you want to know what your partner is stressed about. Uh, you want to be a source of support for them. Um, and, you know, provide support as much as possible, but not feel responsible for fixing their problems. So there is that little fine line, right? Like, I'm here for you. I can understand you. I want to support when I can, but it should not be uh, over my own well-being, right? Mm -hmm. And it should not be my main uh, sort of uh, reason to be in this relationship. Uh, I shouldn't feel overly responsible to fix someone's problems. Um, so when it becomes too much, it's good to reach out to other friends and that's when you have a support system, uh, family, uh, your therapist and so on. All right, really cool, really cool to hear. Um, right so right now everyone's in quarantine right maybe some people are stuck with just their partner um is it still important to try to i don't know branch out and hang out with friends virtually via zoom or whatever or is it okay to spend them this much time with one person alone 
well, I think we don't have much choice right now, right? right. So mm -hmm. that's the challenging piece. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I think I've seen both. I've seen people who are just so burned out with Zoom. Uh, if they're working via Zoom and having meetings via Zoom and then right. having more Zoom. So I understand that, right? Mm -hmm. um, so sometimes people just catch up with their friends on the phone instead of having Zoom. You know, it's very personal. I say whatever makes sense for you, right? But right. that said, we are in this challenging place where now you don't have that escape from your partner. You're forced to be in small quarters with them all the time. And that can create a lot of conflict, but that can also be an opportunity to really get to know them better and to nourish your relationship and really understand what makes um, your relationship unique to you, right? And how to nurture it more. Amazing. All right. Really cool. So I know a lot of I know some people that have gone on divorce during COVID just because they haven't spent that much time with their family and now they're back with their partner and they're spending so much time. And I know a lot of people that have found love during COVID, <laughs> right? Some people have been lonely and then they meet some people and they find out oh, there's a really great match. Um, I don't know. What's it like in, in your ex experience? And when you are spending that much time with a person, whether you have in the past or not, um, is it like, how do you make it work? Good question. You know, and I've, mm -hmm. I've had the same experience. I've seen people who sort of hurry up and committed to someone in a good way, you know, right. <laughs> with COVID when before they had so many options that they were maybe wishy-washy, right? So, um, and yes, some couples are really struggling right now. Um, you know, I think communication is key, which is a cliche thing to say, but it's true. <laughs> right. Um, and really hearing and listening to your partner and what um, their challenges are and what their requests are, I think is the key because it's hard for both people, right? So sometimes we can be very carried away with our own mind and our own problems and really dismiss what our partner is going through. Okay, really interesting. And let's say, um, you I mean, if you and your partner are into similar things, that's easy because you can do similar things and like, so you both like watching movies, you can watch movies and have a great time. But what if you're not into the same things, right? Let's say one person likes staying at home, watching movies, the other person likes biking and being outside doing physical activities. Is that a sign that things maybe aren't going to work out as great? Or have you seen couples that are able to find a balance? I don't know. What do you think? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's important to find balance, right? Mm -hmm. I think it definitely helps if you have common interests, right, and like the same things. But I think what's more important is unity, meaning that we don't have to be the same exact person or like the same things to be united, right, to support each other and to support each other's hobbies and interests, right? So if mm -hmm. one person likes biking, can the other person go biking with them? Not because they like it necessarily, but because that brings pleasure to their partner, you know, or if, uh, movies that don't agree on movies, can they take turns, right? It's that willingness of, I want to see my partner happy, therefore I'm going to do certain things just to see him or her smile about it, right? All right. Uh, versus it has to be the same thing. All right, pretty cool, amazing. And um, all right, sounds good. So I want to just take it a little bit from the back here so we can hear it. Um, let's say someone is single right now. There are a lot of people, a lot of guys I know, a lot of girls I know that are single right now. And um, they <laughs> they need advice <laughs> what how do how does one find a partner in 2021 
in 2021. Well, hopefully COVID ends soon, right? So we have more options mm -hmm. to go out and do fun things. Um, you know, I, there are numerous ways to find someone, right? Whether it's through friends, um, people you know, or online dating. Um, I think the problem from what I've experienced with people hasn't been um, shortage of people, right? It's just been too many options or not finding the right person or uh, not the relationship not working out for one reason or the other. Um, you know, what I would suggest is really working on yourself. I know it sounds really cliche, but mm -hmm. what is it that you want, right? What is it that's most important for you? And then when you go out there, whether it's going out there through online dating apps or physically going out there when it's safe to do so, um, not settling for anything less than what you're looking for, right? Now, that said, it's important that your criteria is very uh, realistic, right? That you don't have a list of 100 qualities someone must have and they have to be perfect and so on. But if you think about like, what are the top three or five things that you must absolutely have in a relationship to be happy long-term? in a year, in two, in five, in 20, if you're looking for a relationship, right? Mm -hmm. um, or if you're looking for something more casual, what are the most important things for that, right? No judgment here, whatever one is looking for, but just really going out there and not wasting people's time if they're not that, right? right. And being mm -hmm. honest with yourself and others. Mm -hmm. All right, pretty, all right. So I'm really trying to like make it <laughs> so one in one sense you said there are so many options there are too many options but in the other sense you say that you have to filter through those options and try to find someone that is up to your your standard let's say someone puts a standard but they can find someone in that standard that's attracted to them um what now well i think you know you can't uh, make someone feel a certain way, right? Mm -hmm. um, and also what I'm saying about the standards, I think sometimes people write down standards that are not really what they want. They think they want that, right? But that's not really what they truly need. For example, they might say, um, I apologize about my dog. I don't know what he's doing there. Um, <laughs> it's all good, yeah. I you know, you. I'm like, I'm here, I'm like, but anyway, uh, mm -hmm. you know, so they might write things like uh, she or he must be this height or uh, like this movies or, but mm -hmm. what is deeper than that, right? What are the most important things that you, that you want, right? Is it that um, you want someone who's loyal? Is it someone that feels like a friend, someone who uh, has, you know, the same background as you, right? Or uh, it's you want kids and you want kids one day, family oriented versus career or like whatever it is, right? No right. right or wrong, mm -hmm. but really getting to the core of what is it that you want, right? right. Mm -hmm. And yes, when you go out there, there's going to be lots of people who you might find that they have this quality and yes, I found the one and they may not be interested, right? Mm -hmm. uh, can't do anything. That's not a cue for you to move away from that, right? We Because a lot of times people will stay and try to, force relationships to work and try mm -hmm. to uh, make this person change their mind instead of saying, okay, this door is closed. Let me go and see what else is out there. And yes, there's a lot of options. It's challenging, but eventually you find someone hopefully, right? I mean, no one can predict that, but there are a lot right. of options, right? Right. All right. Well, I'm, I'm hoping for all the people, I mean, all the guys and the girls who are <laughs> alone, as you said, keep working on yourself, 
focus on something else and then you, you'll find someone along the way, right? Um, let's say you do find someone you're interested in and they're interested in you somewhat. Um, what do you advise people to do to, to court them? How does someone ask them out? I'm trying to get step-by-step step with you. So how does one set a date, start, start the court courting process and make it so it's successful? Question. Mm -hmm. Good question. Um, you know, I think that the, the first thing is to really take the time to get to know this person, mm -hmm. right? What is it that they like and make it personal to that person. So I think we have this like great date ideas, but one rule doesn't apply to everybody, right? Um, I think authenticity is very important, right? Not playing games. Um, okay. showing up and being vulnerable and being yourself, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, and then you get to know each other. You can't really guess what this person is going to like, right? Mm -hmm. But you try and you're honest and you communicate. And that's when the best relationships are actually built, right? On honest communication and mm -hmm. knowing what one person likes and dislikes because they're saying it to you and you're asking and you're listening. Right. And that requires, I guess, honest... But there's also like great ideas as far mm -hmm. as sorry go ahead um i was just gonna say that requires honesty on your end and then on your partner's end i mean not playing games and whatnot <laughs> that's you're, you say that but i feel like that's more uh, very common right especially in the beginning you know some people play hard to get either whether it's the guy or the girl and they see someone else is interested in them so they want to make it a chase or you can't have someone without the chase how much is being like too vulnerable and open with a person and how much do you like want them to chase after you, right? Well, I, I don't think it's mm -hmm. necessarily like you want them to chase after you. I think okay. uh, it goes back to boundaries, right? Mm -hmm. So you wouldn't meet someone on the first date and tell them your deepest secrets and your traumas <laughs> and your right. uh, mm -hmm. you know, family problems and mm -hmm. so on, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you want to keep it light in the beginning because you don't know this person. You right. know, Our private information is private for a reason, right? right. Uh, people have to earn the trust to know more about ourselves. Um, but that said, um, you know, you don't want to play games and do things to make them chase you. I mean, that could work. You could do it. It would probably work. Mm -hmm. But how long can you keep that up? Do you see? Yeah. Um, if you are really interested in finding a relationship, I think being vulnerable, authentic and saying what you want mm -hmm. and walking away if they can give you that. You know what I mean by that is, let's say someone wants a relationship, another person doesn't. Right then that's your cue to walk away, right? No matter how sad that may be, right? Or people wanting different things. Um, so I think, you know, it all goes back to honesty and boundaries. And if everything is going well, then in time you're opening up more, in time it builds up, right? It gets more serious, you get more vulnerable. Then you can talk about your traumas and everything else <laughs> right. mm -hmm. um, and build something beautiful. Okay, cool, all right. So you're a relationships expert. I want to hear. So some people say, I don't want to be in a relationship right now or, um, right. I'm not looking for a partner right now. Um, are those people in denial about, cause they can't find someone or do you think you need to have the time to be alone? Cause I know relationships are a beautiful thing, right? So should everyone be in them or not really? 
not really. I think mm -hmm. it's important that people are authentic, right? And right. if authentically you want to be single, mm -hmm. you're not ready for any serious relationships, marriage, and so on, then you're doing yourself a favor and the person by being honest, right? Okay. Um, mm -hmm. Most people want to be in relationships. Most people, you know, might not be there now, but they might want it in a couple of years. We'll change. You're not the same person we were five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, right? Right. So mm -hmm. um, I think it's it's okay not if people don't want that. There is people who want all sorts of relationships, casual relationships. Some people want marriage and family. You know, some people want to have multiple partners. Mm -hmm. um, and there are different people for everybody out there. You know, so as long as you're honest, then that a person can decide is this a relationship that I want to be in or not, right? Right. Amazing. Well, I know some people say you should have this kind of relationship or that kind of relationship. Well, you're saying you just have to be honest with yourself and with your partners, and right. And that's are there. I mean, um, there are things, of course, that are like not good for relationships, right? I don't want to talk about those things, but are there things having like too many partners or? Um, maybe too few partners if you just have one <laughs> right person you only know when you get married to that person. I don't know. Um, is it or is it for every person different? Different, you know, and that's yeah. why, you know, individual work is so important because you really get to know yourself, mm -hmm. you know, in therapy, hopefully, what is it that you want, right? Sometimes we just blindly follow what we've, we're told we need um, or what the society right. tells us, but people are different. The truth is that, you know, um, it's, there are all sorts of relationships and it's really important to know what is true for me. Mm -hmm. Right. Not what my parents tell me or the society or my friends or colleagues or whoever or the experts out there. What is it that I want? Right. Go. OK. Um, and then honestly communicating to the other person. So you're not leading anybody on or wasting anybody else's time and your time. All right. Amazing. Really cool. There you go. Um, so now you're in a relationship. Right. You're meeting this person. You're honest. They're honest and things are going well. Um, and then all of a sudden things don't go well, right? That's when they come to you <laughs> as a, um, you know, marriage therapist or relationship therapist. Um, what are, if you like, I'm sure you see like different people, but are there like common themes of things people have problems with? They come to you to help solve. Yeah, I mean, we do all sorts of couples therapy from premarital when people come in and they don't have actually problems, but they want to strengthen their relationship all the way to like divorce therapy when people know they want to divorce and separate. They just want to make it amicable and mm -hmm. co-parent if they have kids and so on. And then everything else in between from infidelity to other forms of betrayal to addiction problems to, um, you know, uh, this connection. But I think you know, in that middle area, when they come in with problems, um, regardless of what the issue is, there is a disconnection, disengagement, distance in the relationship. Um, and that seems to be uh, very common. Most couples who end up divorcing and separating, breaking up, uh, they report a disengagement and distance in the relationship where they don't feel as connected anymore. So that is one common thing I'd say. All right, uh, and interesting. So um, let's say you have this partner, you really were into them, you had a great relationship, and then 
all of a sudden, <laughs> or like, th- or slowly, maybe think you are becoming disengaged with them and disinterested in them. Is that a sign that you should move on and look for someone else and make it like an easy, like, just be honest with the person? Or should you try to stick with them and work it out? Well, I- Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think um, it's important to know why you're feeling that way, right? I mean, the mm-hmm. reasons are so many. Maybe you're finding out that this person doesn't have your core needs that you need to be happy in a relationship. Maybe you're getting um, disengaged from the relationship because you have unrealistic expectations of what the relationship should be like, in which case you'll have probably the same problem with the next person that comes around, right? Um, so that's when I would say uh, therapy could help because it's really difficult to sort those things out um, yourself because it's the same brain that's creating the problems, the same brain trying to solve the problems, you know, but if you have someone that you trust, you know, like a therapist, then you can have those conversations and really find out um, why am I feeling disengaged and distanced from this relationship? You know, is it something in the relationship, could couples therapy work? Maybe it's a communication issue. Maybe it's time just got uh, more challenging and with COVID and everything else and more stress and we don't make time for each other and that could be fixed, right? Maybe there is trust issues that could also be fixed. Um, Or maybe this person is just not right for me and I need to find out what is right for me then, right? So there's so much soul searching that goes into that. And there isn't really um, one answer that kind of fits Right, for, for everyone the case for every single person you know yeah. mm-hmm. uh but i would suggest if you if you're noticing that you are disen- getting disengaged from the relationship and checking out right um really doing some soul searching what is that about is this a pattern for yourself right do you tend to do this with all relationships um, are they missing something very important that you're looking for what is that right uh, mm-hmm. is there anything that you're doing differently that um plays into this dynamic changing right maybe because you know in the relation in couples relationships there's two people who play a role it's never it's very rarely that's one person's fault if something is going uh, not that right. well right mm-hmm. so asking these questions and reaching out for help can be a really good first step all right really cool so you say that you work with people from the beginning, like premarital, they're just trying to strengthen their bonds. There's nothing wrong. They just want to, you know, become tighter, understand each other more to people divorcing. Right. So do you think, and just your opinion, do you think like all couples should go see a relationships expert? Um, in what cases should you go see a relationships expert? You know, obviously I'm biased here, but my, right. my opinion <laughs> is that uh-huh. Go to therapy, even when you know that this person might be the one. I mean, I wouldn't suggest going to therapy with the person you're casually dating, you know, but if you think they may, they may right. be the, like, you know, mm-hmm. so don't make this one of your dates. Don't come to therapy as like a fourth <laughs> date or something. Right. Um, but mm-hmm. if, if you feel that this person may be the one or has potential, that, that's great, you know, to really um, do preventive work, find out how you're thinking, how your partner is thinking. Uh, family of origin issues that influence us, really understanding each other, learning the skills to communicate properly when conflict comes up, because conflict is inevitable and it will come up in all relationships, right? And learning these tools. So I would say, you know, come in as soon as possible. You know, the research shows that uh, an average couple 
goes to therapy six years after having a problem. So they waited six years before they reached out for help. Wow. Right? And sometimes that may be too late. So mm -hmm. uh, the, the sooner you come, better for you. Amazing. Wow, that's really cool. And I, yeah, I, I also think that not just for relationship therapy, but I think people should go see therapists or psychologists or mental health experts more frequently because once you have like the right attitude in place, your perspective on life changes. And I'm sure if you go see a relationships expert, as you're saying, you know, your relationships could become stronger. Um, I'm just curious. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, amazing. All right, really, really cool. Uh, how did you get started? And I'm curious, how did you become a relationships expert? Um, you know, I, I always wanted to be a therapist. Mm -hmm. um, so this wasn't, this was my, you know, main profession I always pursued. Um, you know, even if I go way back, uh, you know, high school taking um, psychology classes and I already knew what I wanted to do uh, and volunteering places, getting all sorts of experience um, anywhere from, you know, um, helplines to working with children, to families, to um, all of that. Um, and the reason I like relationship work is um, because we all of us want that, you know, um, at different parts, at different times in our lives and different ways. We want different kinds of relationships, but most people want relationships, right? So, mm -hmm. um, and if you can work on your relationship, uh, it really influences your own well-being. Uh, if you have children, you know, you're influencing them. You right. know, and if you want to have a happy child, you want to have a happy relationship, right? Because that's kind of goes hand in hand. Um, so there's so much work and so much uh, good that can be done if couples uh, work on their relationship. And I just wanted to be part of that. Amazing. That's um, that's really that's really in, um, um, inspiring. You say that. I want to know if you think that you said there are different kinds of relationships. Should people behave this like? Should people go see relationships therapists for their like best friend, for example, or their friends or right. Not just their brothers, their sisters, their parents. Their, I know they're like family therapists is what you're saying, but are there like friend therapists also? What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it's a dynamic, right? It's a relationship. Right. So the relationship can be between romantic partners. It can be between friends. It can be between in-laws. It can be between siblings, parents, um, so absolutely, if someone is meaningful to you and there's conflict, you can definitely help resolve that in a healthy way and learn some skills, like how to manage conflict, how to mm. be vulnerable. Um, so I think that applies to all relationships. All right. Amazing. And so, I mean, most of the time people come to you and they ask, they come for help and they come out of it one way or another. I'm just curious to know. Um, is there, what do you consider like, uh, a, a successful therapy with a person? Is it when they rid, when the relationship comes together? Is it when they have like a peaceful separation? Are there types of clients that you'd maybe refer to someone else because they're not working with you? Um, yeah, that, good question. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So therapy would be considered successful when the client's goals are met, right? Mm -hmm. So when they first come in, we establish their goals, what they want to work on. And that can be different. That can be from, I want to communicate better with my partner to we want to divorce and co-parent well, 
um, to we want to have more fun in a relationship. Um, you know, of course, in individual therapy, they have their own goals. I want to feel less depressed. I want to feel less anxious. I want to know what I want to do with my life and so on. Um, and so when those are met, the client feels better. They know when therapy should end, you know, mm-hmm. because they met their goals. Um, as far as referring them to different therapists, absolutely. As we assess, you know, mm-hmm. um, well, first of all, we wouldn't take on any clients that we don't think we could help. Right. Uh, if they wouldn't be appropriate for our level of care, you know, if someone needs higher level of care, uh, something more intense, there are, um, you know, inpatient places, certain, you know, for um, oh. some treatments and so on. Um, but, you know, we assess them. So if someone needs a psychiatrist or if someone would benefit from additional type of therapy that we don't provide, you know, we definitely refer and work as a team with other uh, professionals to really help this person their goals um, right. and same with couples therapy sometimes they if they're divorcing they mean the mediator right they may need uh, a child therapist for their child uh, if that comes up and then so we're able we're always um, giving referrals to really support the client the best we can amazing All right really cool so i want to know from you what do you think um there's this one friend i had who who was in a relationship and then he started worrying, he got anxiety, he started worrying about his girlfriend's past. He was just worried about the amount of people she was with maybe and all the things she's done in the past. Um, and he started getting anxious about it. So if someone is getting anxious about their partner's past, um, is the past even that important, do you think? Or do you need to be honest about it? Or what, what's your opinion on that? Yeah, well, I think, um, you know, the past, mm-hmm. um, unless it's coming to the present, meaning that if the pres- past feels very much present now, let's say your partner uh, engaged in some behaviors in the past that were problematic, and they're doing that now, mm-hmm. of course, that's, that's something you want to talk about, possibly go to therapy. Um, but if someone had something in the past, and they were honest with you and told you, um, and then you're feeling uneasy about it, you know, I would say more like, what is it about you that makes it, makes you feel a certain type of way about it, right? So right. it's less about your partner and more about you. Mm-hmm. Uh, perhaps it's the insecurities coming out, right? Uh, or um, worries, anxieties. And that is something that you can definitely work individually with a therapist to, to sort it out so it doesn't um, poison your relationship now. You know, so I guess it could go, what I'm trying to tell you is that it could go both ways, right? You right. can go, mm-hmm. um, hey, the past was bad and it's showing up now. You know, my partner was drinking in the past uh, mm-hmm. too much and they're doing the same thing now and I'm picking up on that, right? Versus uh, in the past, you know, um, they um, dated so-and-so, but they broke up and I'm just feeling insecure about their past now, even right. though that person is no longer in their life, right? Mm-hmm. So just knowing the difference. That's a, that's a um, great distinction. I want to ask you now um, a, a little uh, happy question. Uh, why is important? Uh, why is love important? Why is friendship important? Why are relationships important? Some people are like, I just want to do it on my own. <laughs> I want to work. Yeah. I'm thinking, focusing on myself. Right. <laughs> yeah. Why yeah. is it important to love? Yeah. Good question. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we're not made to be alone. We are social beings. We like uh, 
having connections with people. Um, it does affect healthy relationships affect our health in a positive way. Mm-hmm. And there is research to also show that that it uh, you know relationships when there is negativity and contempt actually harm our well-being, our physical health. You can get illnesses and so on. And the opposite is also true. Right. If you have a good support system, people can feel less depressed, they're healthier, they're happier. Um, so, I mean, that's a huge reason right there to want to be in a, in a good relationship. Right. Um, and I think, you know, but that said, again, if someone really feels that, let's say, they had a bad relationship and now they need to be alone for a little bit, that's healthy as well. Right. You need to do some soul searching to find out, you need to pause to find out what is needed before you move forward again or if someone is really building a career right now and that's what they want to focus on, great, right? Um, it needs just to be authentic to what you want. I think the problem comes up if you say you want one thing, but actually you want something else. All right, amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's talk, let's talk about a culture thing. So let's say you want something where your culture, society, your parents, family, whatever, want something else for you. Um, how important do you think it is to please the culture or family um, versus if you love this person, you want to just be with this person? Um, I hope that's mm-hmm. a clear question, right? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. That's a very good question. The challenging question because, mm-hmm. you know, different cultures um, uh, have different priorities and, uh, you know, and that works for people and can be a beautiful thing. You know, and so I think the most important piece is for you individually, for the person to to ask themselves, um, what's most important for me, right? And is there a happy middle? Can I live my life while still uh, honoring my culture and my traditions and so on? Uh, Oftentimes that's not the case, right? That it's like either or, right? Um, In which case, uh, again, therapy can help, therapy with family, so they can understand the deeper meaning about why it's important for this person to be with their partner, let's say, or do things differently and, um, you know, uh, not what the culture is used to necessarily, right? Um, and then at the end of the day, you know, if, if the person has made up their mind, this is what they want to do, and it goes against their culture, um, for that person to know that you really can't change other people, mm-hmm. right? Um, you can only change the way you react to what they're saying or doing um, and you have your life. So making that choice, it can be quite challenging. It can be very, very challenging for people to um, choose one or the other. Uh, Ideally, they would find that in the middle and all the parties would be involved in trying to navigate that. Um, But it is a challenging situation that happens quite often. Right, right. It's hard, I guess, to take your family to therapy <laughs> or I guess it's also hard to maybe take your partner to therapy right so I want to I want to make your job easier for you Anna. I think people should go see you and your other relationships experts right uh relationship therapists um what how do I go to a partner and say hey you got to go see a therapist isn't that strange for a lot of people to do what do you advise me to do well I think you know saying mm-hmm. what you want versus what you don't want right I wouldn't go up to someone and say hey you have issues we have to go to therapy <laughs> right so that's a criticism right. that's an attack mm-hmm. but but saying something that you know what is it that you want 
what is it that you wish for? And saying mm -hmm. that to your partner, hey, you know, I really want us to be closer. I really want us to not fight about this conflict we've been fighting about for many months, many years. Um, and I was thinking that maybe seeing a professional could help both of us in that, right? So you're not pointing fingers at your partner for doing something wrong, but you're saying what, what would help, what would be best for your relationship. Um, so that tends to work better than All right. saying what's not working and you know complaining mm -hmm. that way. So we could say, hey, I feel like we're distant now or something. Maybe I think I know this great therapist, Anna, who can help us out. Do you want to go meet with her? Is that a way to do it? Or is that like how does that make sense? Or <laughs> right? So yeah. yes, but mm -hmm. the first part I would say more with, so uh, let's say you're saying, hey, we're noticing I've noticed we're, we're distant, right? Mm -hmm. So if, if you've noticed that you're distant, what is it that you want? The opposite of that would be, you I know, see. I don't want to, I want to be close with you, right? For example. Right. Um, so you could say, hey, um, I, I really want to make our relationship better. I've noticed, you know, we're not as close. I really want to be close. I want to have fun again. I really care about you. A lot of positivity, right? And mm -hmm. I'm thinking this person can help both of us learn some skills to feel closer what do you think right right amazing there you go that's what that you would say. help <laughs> yeah okay. there you go um i've i've heard i've heard a lot that if you have a happy partner a positive partner that can make your life the most beautiful thing in the world and i've heard also that if you have a very destructive partner a very negative partner um that can ruin your i mean make your world really hard to live in um is it if you have someone who's negative are you able to make them positive like a positive happy person or is that not <laughs> your role in a relationship uh i don't think you can and and mm -hmm. the reason being is that we cannot change other people right mm -hmm. people change when and if they want to change so sure they can accept your influence and be around you and learn some ways to be more positive uh, you may also make requests for them to uh, be more positive and say that you're not happy when they're being negative, it affects you. Uh, and they may make that choice of, oh, I don't want to see my partner suffer. Maybe I should try ABCD. Um, but at the end of the day, we really cannot change other people. We can only change ourselves. Um, if the person is willing, then that's a different story, right? But it shouldn't be up to us to like, really try to change them. Uh, or, or uh, make that our goal. Um, so, you know, if your partner is negative, then what I would suggest is I feel this when you do that, you know, um, and all of that. So, so it's more about you and then they can see if there's anything they can do to change. And if they want to, they will. But if not, you, you really can't change someone. Amazing. It's right. almost a little bit pessimistic of you, but yeah. right. No, but it's, I mean, it's, it's honest. That's why I'm asking you this. All right. So let's say it's time you think things, you had a great time with this person, but now they're kind of draining you. You want to break up with this person, right? Let's say it reaches that point. You think, okay, I don't have a future. Their goals don't align with mine. I've outgrown them or something. Um, what's, how do you break up with someone and make it <laughs> not horrible, right? That's a great 
question. You know, I used mm-hmm. to run a group on how to break up with people. Oh, wow. People don't know how to break up. Yeah. So, right. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. um, and that's when like ghosting happens, right? And all these different right. methods of breaking up because people are uncomfortable. Um, you know, I think two things. Mm-hmm. One, you know, you want to ideally, you know, uh, break up in person, not over text, not over, you know, uh, phone call, you know, and email and so on. You want to do it in person because you want to honor that relationship that made you happy at one point. And you want to be respectful towards that partner. And you also want to learn to feel the discomfort of having a negative conversation like that and still be okay. There's so much growth in that for us. Um, And, you know, I think it's good to be honest, but be honest and gentle, right? Meaning that you want to say why the relationship is no longer working for you, right? But you do not want to criticize your partner or put them down or make them feel bad about themselves. They're already gonna be sad about the relationship ending and that's okay. You're not responsible for somebody else's feelings in that way, but you are responsible for being honest and saying what works for you, what doesn't. You know, saying something that you know, I really valued our time together. Um, you know, I enjoyed A, B, C, D. Uh, I really like this about you. However, I'm looking for this in my life and I don't want to waste your time or mine. You know, I want you to be happy. I just need to be honest with you. I'm looking for something different or I don't see us um, progressing. I think honesty in a gentle way is very important. Honesty in a gentle way is very important. There you go. No, I, I, I really like what you said that you need to go through this discomfort so that you can grow from it. And you really do need to honor um, what you did have at one point, right? <laughs> A lot of people don't think about it as like as honor is that important people are like, I don't care. <laughs> I'll just ghost them or I'll just text them. But um, exactly. exactly. Why, yeah. Why is why is it important? Why is honor and loyalty, I guess? Um, important in the, right. um, well because you know regardless of uh, if you are you shouldn't just be nice to someone or mm-hmm. be loyal uh, when you're dating them right or when you're married to them you should be loyal and honest to people generally speaking all relationships right because that's the kind of person you want to be right so mm-hmm. whether you're breaking up with someone um you know, and they're not going to be ever in your life or you're breaking up with someone with the hopes of being friends with them. Um, you know, you want to maintain that integrity of the relationship and your own integrity, you know? So um, sure, you can ghost and disappear that way and avoid, but you usually don't feel good about it. People don't feel good about it. They, then you bump into them on the street and you have to avoid them, right? Mm-hmm. And then they're hurt and they look back at your time together in a negative way, right? Um, So I think it's much easier to overcome that challenge of having this conversations honestly and relating to people in a more authentic way. Um, And then there is nothing to worry about after, right? Like you've been honest, you did the best you could, you have integrity, you're moving on with your life. And then they may be upset at you, but in time, when they look back, they can say, well, at least this person was honest with me. Right. Amazing. 
Anna, really, really great, great information. I mean, I've learned so much. I hope people listening to this really change their perspective on because you've shared a lot. I, I know, I know time's running you. out here and I just want to ask you one last thing because I think this is important. Um, how do you show love, right? And how do you show love to your friend or to a partner, your family and people around you? How do you show love? Yeah, um, so there is an excellent book. It's called um, The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. And he talks about how people feel love differently. You know, we don't all speak the same love language, right? So uh, for some, it could be uh, words of affirmation when you're giving compliments, um, when you're saying how much you appreciate them and so on, verbally saying things. For someone else, it may be physical touch, you know, holding hands, um, cuddling and so on. Uh, for somebody else, it could be tokens of appreciation and love in forms of gifts, right? Whether it's a flower or, or a cute card or something else uh, to let the person know you were thinking about them even when you weren't with them physically, right? Um, another person might appreciate acts of service. Hey, I, I cooked you dinner. You know, I had know you had a long day at work or uh, I got your car washed because I know you're busy this week. Um, so they vary, you know, um, there's different um, or quality time, right? We're just sitting and talking and I'm listening to and I have eye contact with, no, with our phones off and we're connecting. Um, so people feel differently about love and how they receive it and how they give it. Uh, my suggestion would be to take that quiz at the end of the book. There's actually a really quick uh, quiz that you can determine what your love language is and then what your partner's is and then do more of that, right? Um, but regardless of how you look at it, I think love is, is um, about making effort. It's about either doing something or showing up a certain way, but it's not uh, just sitting back and doing nothing. So you gotta do something to show the person you care about that they're special for you. Right, take responsibility, mm -hmm. I guess, show love. It takes effort, but it's worth it for you, for the relationship and people around you. Thank you, Anna. Um, Thank you. If you have any more questions for Anna, please leave a comment. What do you think? I know everyone has all the relationship questions. So comment on me. Appreciate Go to it. Page, right? What's your page? Let's give it a shout yeah. out. Thank you. And did you notice my dog literally just fell asleep right now? He was crying the full hour. And right when we're done. <laughs> right when we're done. Asleep. Sound asleep, right? <laughs> for, good for the outro. Anna, tell us uh, where can people find you if they want to learn more. Sure, sure. Mm -hmm. um, so I uh, am on Instagram at My Therapy Corner. Um, also, our website is mytherapycorner.com. Um, email is info at mytherapycorner. Um, so I think the easiest way is to either go to the website, mytherapycorner.com. Uh, and has all the links for all of that um, or Instagram. Uh, I do post a lot of uh, different helpful information uh, on Facebook and Instagram and just searching My Therapy Corner that will come up. Amazing. All right. Make sure to subscribe if you haven't yet. You know that 75% of people listening to this aren't subscribed. So easy. Subscribe. Show some love this <laughs> way because we're showing love that way. See? Two-way street. That's how it goes. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Subscribe. Thank you. And, uh, thank you, Anna, so much. I've learned a bunch. I'm sure people listening have learned a bunch also. And uh, thanks for taking the time to thanks do Thanks for having me. You have a thanks good day, Anna. Me. Goodbye. You too. Take care. Bye. I, actually, uh, from يعني, now, we are, I think, we are at the start of 
فيك نيوز ايرا اور فيك نيوز يعني وور بيكوز اف يس اف يو ثينك اباوت ات جست جيف اس تو ثري ييرز اند ايفري بادي ويل جنريت هيز اون فيك نيوز اند ايفري بادي ويل سي باراك اوباما سيد ذس دونالد ترامب سيد ذس اند هو سيد ذس يس 